the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So we are watching and refreshing the content from the police situation that is underway in uh, the vicinity of Wilmington on I-71, a white male, bald, apparently tried to break into an FBI office in Cincinnati this morning around 10 a.m. He fled north on I-71. Police gave chase. Gunfire was exchanged. Uh, there are choppers and armored vehicles and medical helicopters. Uh, it's a law enforcement scene. You're not going to get through on I-71. Uh, you can use US-22 as an alternative. The uh, Wilmington News says the suspect has been wounded, but he is not yet, according to the latest report that I have from 13 minutes ago, uh, he has not yet been apprehended. So again, this is indicative of, I get the anger. And I was thinking last night, um, listening to an interview between Glenn Beck and Megan Kelly, where the word hatred was brought up. And I was like, you know, and, and Glenn Beck said, you can't hate them because then you become them. They have nothing but hate for you. Nothing but utter contempt and disdain for you. So I was trying to think, like, what emotion am I allowed to have according to my faith? And I do have disdain for them. I have disdain for their values because their values are not rooted in the thing my value is rooted in, and my value is rooted in my faith in God and my faith in Christ as my Savior. But you can't allow your disdain to motivate you to um, destructive behavior, hateful behavior. This person who tried to break into an FBI field office, that's a really stupid thing to do. That's a lawless thing to do. He should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Now, um, there are many people on the other side of the aisle who should be also prosecuted and now be in jail. Hunter Biden is one. Hillary Clinton is one. James Clapper is one. Uh, John Brennan is one. They are immersing Trump in lawsuits, subpoenas, affidavits, search warrants. But the many, many people who have, we know, done things that Donald Trump has, in many cases, been accused of but not yet been proven to have done, those people are walking free. They're making a lot of money. They're living a great life. I get the frustration. The worst fate you can suffer is not them getting away with it. The worst fate you can suffer is you becoming them. That's the worst fate you can suffer because that is a betrayal of self. That is a betrayal of your values, who you are. If you are mad because America is a country where equal justice should apply under the law, 
You can't take the law into your own hands and mete out your own idea of personal justice. Now, that does not mean you cannot call out their idiocy and tell them that you see what they are doing, because that, I think, is very productive. They are the epitome of darkness. And darkness recoils at exposure to the light. So be light. And a part of being light, I believe, I stand open to your admonishment or correction if I'm wrong, part of being light is to say, I see what you're doing. And I'm going to call out what you're doing. And I'm going to make you have to defend what you're doing. Or I'm not going to let you get away with it with me being silent because my silence will be taken as my tacit approval or my tacit agreement. And I do not, in fact, approve or agree with what you are doing. That's why I'm so bold in my calling out of the administration in the city of Columbus. I called Andrew Ginther's office today trying to get a statement from his spokesperson about the fact that all charges, all charges against every cop, all criminal charges against every cop who was demonized and vilified in the aftermath of the riots downtown in May of 2020, the cops have either been, one was exonerated in court, the other two had their charges dropped before the case was adjudicated. Now, why? Why does a prosecutor drop a case? A prosecutor drops a case. They don't even try to prosecute the case because they know they have a losing case. They know they can't win. They know they have no possibility of winning. What can you say about a case that affords no possibility of conviction? It's baseless. It has no reason for ever having existed. Because in this climate, if they thought they had any chance of getting a conviction, Of the police. And by the way, I'm purposely not listing the name of the officers because they don't deserve to have their name mentioned in connection with things that they were accused of doing and did not, in fact, do. But you know what's really fun? What's really fun is to go back and read the comments of a complete imbecile like Zach Klein, your city attorney, who picks and chooses what laws he wants to enforce. To go back and read what he said at the time the city paid $5.75 million to the 32 whiners who got paid off for claiming that they were done wrong by Columbus police in these riots. Zach Klein said at the time, during the protests in Columbus, some plaintiffs were significantly injured. Therefore, it's incumbent upon the city to accept responsibility and pay restitution. You know what I would say is incumbent upon the city, city attorney Zach Klein, is to wait and see if you have responsible parties, culpable, guilty parties, wearing the uniform of the Columbus Police Department. See, you are correct that you are responsible for the actions of police officers when those police officers are proven to have done wrong. But the fact that the charges were dropped and that one of the officers was acquitted in court would tell me that you could say to all the plaintiffs and whiners, you were not harmed by illegal activity by representatives of the city of Columbus. 
Ergo, you get bupkis for your trouble, for being stupid enough to come down and participate in a riot. You see, I have the common sense, and you have the common sense, to know that if there is a mob acting out of anger and detached from decorum, the chances that I might get hurt by somebody acting in that fashion are astronomically higher than if I stay inside the safety of my home. And I don't go out to stick my nose in where it doesn't belong. By the way, you know who else would contend with Zach Klein for chief fool in this whole entire sordid matter where the city wasted more than $6 million taxpayer dollars. U.S. District Judge Algernon Marbley. Oh, he's a big man. He issued a temporary injunction full of spiteful language toward the police and how inappropriately they acted. And then he got to act on whether or not there should be a temporary injunction against Columbus police for doing that. See, he already had talked about what they did, and then he got to rule on the injunction. Does that seem like a conflict of interest? To anyone but me? Are there no other federal judges in Columbus, Ohio, or in any other district of Ohio where they could have taken the case and not have brought to bear the already slanted opinion of Algernon Marbley? But when you are uh, Democrats who use the rule of law as a sledgehammer against your opponents, but keep it under lock and key and never apply it to your your ilk, well, then I guess that doesn't seem out of line. Uh, One of the attorneys who got paid off in this, Fred Giddis, said, this was not good law enforcement, the way the police acted. We don't need officers who are not going to enforce the law equally, even among themselves, That's their job. These were not close calls. Really? Really, Fred? They were not close calls? Well, if they were not close calls, then typically when something's not a close call, the person who's accused of the crime related to that not a close call just says, I'm not even going to go to court. I'm going to just plead guilty. I'm going to plea bargain. But you know what, Fred? They must have been at least a little bit close because they not only went to court, one of them won in court, and two of them had the charges dismissed. I'm sure they're huddling right now at uh, the Columbus Dispatch, uh, all in a room. John Fuddy, Cole Barons, Theodore Decker, Anna Staver, Haley B. Miller, uh, Daryl Rowland. Every single social justice warrior down there is uh, probably outraged that Columbus police were vilified and mislabeled as racists and violators of people's civil rights, uh, now that they've been completely exonerated by the justice system in Columbus, I'm sure that all those giants of journalism at the dispatch are marshalling their uh, collective IQs to ask searingly difficult questions of Mayor Andrew Ginther and City Attorney Zach Klein. Why did you? Why did you pay? million to plaintiffs in the downtown riots of 2020. 
before this played out in court. Such egregious waste of a taxpayer's money. Uh, perhaps, perhaps Theodore Decker tomorrow will be writing about how Andrew Ginther should be removed as mayor for giving away $6 million of your hard-earned money <laughs> to wokesters. See, I'll never be able to do a documentary like What is a Woman? Because Matt Walsh did that documentary sitting deadpan as idiot transgender ideologists repeated their nonsense to his face, and he never broke. He was like a sphinx. He never broke. I couldn't even get through a minute of satire about what decidedly will not and never will happen at the Columbus Dispatch. Because, number one, to ask those questions of Ginther and Klein would be trafficking in something that they no longer traffic in at the Columbus Dispatch, which would be good journalism, adversarial journalism, not the woke cheerleading nonsense that they're always engaged in now, where every single story about House Bill 616, the one that would keep kindergarten, first, second, and third grade kids from being indoctrinated into sexual ideology and gender identity. Every single story they wrote, every single editorial they wrote, every single guest editorial they found and published was against House Bill 616. All throughout Columbus, all throughout Central Ohio. They couldn't find one pastor, one conservative to say, one mom, one dad to say, yeah, I don't think little kids need to be indoctrinated in the gay pride flag or the alphabet mafia, the LGBTQIA ampersand hyphen underline movement. They couldn't find a single one. I invite you, I invite you to go into their web archive, although inviting you entices you to waste your money navigating their paywall and find any piece out there that treats the overturn of Roe versus Wade as something other than the worst thing that has ever happened to women, the worst thing that has ever happened to due process. Can't do it. They don't exist down there to provide both sides of the issue and allow you to make your decision. They exist down there to poison the minds of the people who read their product with woke nonsense and completely slanted ideology. They're a disgrace a disgrace to the profession that I now realize I regrettably entered in my youth. I did it with noble intentions. I did it to hold bad people accountable when they did bad things. I don't think at all that was anyone's motivation down there in the news editorial, or opinion side of the Columbus Dispatch. So, don't hold your breath. Andrew Ginther won't even be asked, not a single question will he be asked by any TV station in town 
or any reporter in town. He will not even be asked about giving $5.75 million to plaintiffs in the riots of 2020 in the aftermath of every single police officer being exonerated of crimes they were accused of. What about all the other ones that were called in front of the Internal Affairs Board at Columbus Police, Bruce? By the way, by the way, this overhaul of Columbus Police leadership that brought us like the geniuses from Detroit, safest, most beautiful city in the world, must be because we're pulling our police chief and our assistant police chief from Detroit. I mean, you don't pull leaders from a place unless you want to emulate that place, right? So we got Detroit's finest down here. You know why we had to get rid of our chief and why they're offering $300,000 buyouts to assistant chiefs and why they chased off 100 good cops with $200,000 buyouts? It all traces back to the George Floyd-related riots in May of of 2020. Every single cop, every single dollar they paid those cops was because they viewed the environment of the Columbus Police Department to be toxic— and racist. And we now know that the last Jenga block's been pulled out and the whole thing was a lie. Because not only were the three cops who were accused of criminal misconduct exonerated, one in court and two by having the charges dropped, but of the 24 called before internal affairs, how many of them, how many of them were found to have violated Police policy. One. One of 24. One will face internal punishment. One. One cop. Are we in the habit of completely reordering a city department and paying multiple millions of dollars? Now we're over 10 million when you factor in the settlement to the supposed victims and the police buyouts were over 10 million dollars built on a lie a lie that is now clearly demonstrated by the fact that one cop one faced internal punishment for their role in conducting themselves to keep the streets of Columbus safe during the riots of 2020 one And Andrew Ginther will not get questioned about it. Zach Klein will not get questioned about it. And you know what? They'll get reelected. They'll continue to serve as long as they want to serve. So it's true. You get the government you deserve. At least here locally you do. Because there's no accountability in the journalists in this town who should be asking these questions. They're not going to call me back. That's already been proven. The call was placed at 9 o'clock this morning. I said I'd go on the air at 11. Call me before 11 or I'm going to note that you didn't call me. I know they don't care. They don't care. I'm a voice in the wilderness. You're a voice in the wilderness. But it is at least productive to know that talking about it bothers them at least a bit. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.